are recording. And when you put the music in. That comes after. Oh. <laughs> you thought it was an intro? That <laughs> okay, I was going to be on like go. the David Letterman show or something. No, this is a low budget production, okay? That music comes in after. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Butterfly Effect Podcast, but I have my stepdad, Kitrin Donovan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what up, what up, what up, Minnesota <laughs> block warrior. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. Well, to get us kicked off, um, a lot of you know, maybe some of you don't, who actually are new to this podcast, my I was very lucky to be raised by a community of parents, pretty much. I had my mom, my dad, and then my stepdad from a very, very young age. I am very, very fortunate to have not one, but two amazing father figures in my life. And it hasn't always been a smooth journey, but I think that's realistic and that's relatable. And so today, me and my stepdad are going to have a conversation about our journey to where we are now, because now we're besties. But when I was younger, I hated his guts. Yeah. <laughs> so Mom, to- me and mom would kiss and she'd go running in a room. <laughs> yeah, because it's disgusting and you should not subject children to that kind of behavior. Tell me about the first time you met me. You're like four, I think, right? Well, you knew me since I was born, though, didn't you? Yeah, pretty much. I I only seen you at birthdays, though. The hairline that was in the middle of her back, back head. What did you say? Nothing. (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) Well, yeah, you didn't like me at first, I think, when me and Mom started dating. How did you know I didn't like you? Because you would give me mean looks. (laughs) As a (laughs) four-year-old? What can a Oreo possibly do? Scrunch your eyebrows and pout, duck lips. And it intimidated you? No, I don't get intimidated. And run in your room when me and your mom would peck kisses. (laughs) Well, first of all, now knowing you, you did that on purpose probably to torment me. So I'm sure there was good reason. Beginning couples do. Peck in front of their children? Yeah, gotta get you used to it. Used to what? I don't even want. I don't even want to know. <laughs> okay, let's backtrack. How did you meet my mom? Let's start there. Oh, you're gonna go there. Yeah, don't get into too much details. I don't need to know all of that. But just how did you meet my mom? Your guys's background, and then we'll go up to the. Well, point she's where... best friends with my cousin Amy. Um, I was spent the night. I was over at her house, and Beth was over there, and that's when I first saw her. It was like seventh grade. I was probably in eighth grade or something like that, but so I'm a little older than them too. Yeah, I seen her and it's like rare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! In seventh grade, okay. Didn't you say you saw her sleeping? No, that's just a story. No, he said, made. "Don't lie, don't lie." He said that the first time he saw my mom, she was sleeping, and that's when he knew he had a crush on her. So, no, if I anyone her- thinks that's creepy, raise their hand. I was already at Amy's when Beth was there. She was awake, but <laughs> oh, good! <laughs> I stood at the doorway, looked at her for a second. <laughs> <laughs> then I probably we moved back to because I think we were in New Hope. We moved back to Bloomington, so I did my remaining of my schooling 
Bloomington Junior High and High School. So, and I'd only see Beth at like birthday parties, you know, when you were little because you were about Danae's age. Mm-hmm. So, so it was once in a while I'd see Beth. But so, what had happened from eighth there. grade though? So, from eighth grade on, it just never happened. You know, I've, I don't know, I've. Somehow, I think I had it in my head that she only dated black guys. Black guys. (laughs) (laughs) What could have given that away? (laughs) So I never pursued it. Oh. Really. And I really never, yeah, besides birthdays, we didn't start, I didn't start seeing her a little bit more often until I was probably my early 20s. Well, what did you think when you found out that she was having a kid? Was that normal for your, like, during that, your generation? 16? Like, teenage pregnancy? I mean, it was happening more frequently. I think maybe our generation started it, you know, started the whole trend of it being more frequent. You know what I mean? Being more frequent to have kids at a teenage? So, yeah. You mean, back, you know, back then it wasn't really... I feel like everybody had kids at, like, I feel like your generation was the first to stop having kids as a teen. No, because my grandparents had kids when they yeah. were young. Exactly. exactly. When I was young. Yeah. When, when you were young, yeah, she did have well, I mean, you when, when she was young. young. <laughs> How old was your mom? 16, 15. That's my point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying your generation was the last generation to kind of like go through the teen pregnancy. And then you guys started breaking the curse. Cause like, I didn't have a kid as a teen. Danae oh, yeah. didn't. That's well, then what I was you saying. You would break the curse. I guess so. Yeah. But it was because I think of the you. friend kind of stopped, but you know, it's kind of picking up is what I mean. It's kind of picking up more often. Got teen it. Mo- teen moms. Okay. So when you found out my mom was pregnant, had me, did that deter you at all? No, I didn't really you still thought that, that is a, that's a milf. <laughs> well, I was used to it with Danae and stuff, so I suppose, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think about much then besides just partying and hanging. <laughs> okay, so you finally got the shot with my mom. Tell me about that. You know, we had a Halloween party. Um, your mom was there and her ex, and then I mean, your mom sat and talked in the room probably for about. Half hour, four to five. While minutes. he was there, just you two. Uh-huh. This is juicy. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I kind of figured something was there, but I never really, really thought too much of it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, your mom became single, and then we went out, me and Amy and a bunch of people, and yeah, your mom kind of attacked me like a tiger and a gazelle. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean attacked you? Well, we were don't lie. She just walked behind you, so don't make any lies. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of like, you know, slamming me against the wall and then making out with me. <laughs> Maybe I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fluid passation. What? Do you even know what that means? Because I'm pretty sure that's not a fluid passation. Yeah. You guys, I don't please. Know. This is literally what I have to put up with all the time. This is not, he's not putting, he's not performing. This is him. Mom, was it, ask her if it was fluid passation. Hey, mom. I mean, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yana said when you attacked me at the club, was that fluid passation? Flu- the pass- passing of body flu- uh, saliva. The passing of saliva. <laughs> okay, it's so no. Because we were kissing? <laughs> Your mom's dipping. Exactly. I'm going to take that as that was false information. She, she did attack. So let's call it what it was. You were a rebound. Yeah, I was. <laughs> But hey, this 21 is year, 21 rebounds year can rebound. stick, y'all. <laughs> 21 year rebound. 21 year rebound. There's hope for you guys out there. My dad is living proof. <laughs> okay, so then you were done with your makeout sesh at the club. Ew. And then what happened after that? How did it move forward? We went on our first date. My first date. And I first. So we were kind of seeing off, you know, seeing each other. I'd go to her house or whatever. But our first date, we considered that, you know, our first official, probably boyfriend, girlfriend, was on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so cute. Did you ever have any hesitations getting into a relationship with her because you knew she had a kid? Um, Not hesitate. Hesitations with her, per se. Um, just kind of hesitations the whole scenario how old were you when you started dating my mom mm, i think i was like 22 that is wild to me because i can't imagine dating a guy with a kid even at this age right now like being a step parent at 26 i can barely take care of myself in zoo so to think about getting into a relationship with someone who has a kid like i'm not against it but i'm like that's crazy and you were only 22 Somewhere around 22, 23. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. It wasn't really no conversations. It's just basically, you know, getting to know each other. You know, I already, you know, you know, being around Amy with Danae and, you know, Darian came shortly after, a while after that. But I've been around kids forever, you know. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, that aspect of my life, you know, I was, I probably, you know, on the on the back end, I needed to mature more, probably, but, you know, I, I mean, was, you were 22. Right. I was <laughs> new one family, so, you know, that's, you know, when it started. You know, I mean, when you're dating with someone with a kid, you know your responsibility. I'm not, you know, one of those typical guys that just come over and ignore the kid, so... Did you have any conversations with my dad? Because what was that like? That had to be, like, it's one thing to deal with somebody's ex at that age. Like, you're already immature. You're figuring out yourself. You're figuring out how to date and what kind of, like, partner you are. And then dealing with exes is, like, its own ball game. But now you're dealing with a baby daddy. So what was that like? It wasn't, I didn't really, it wasn't really nothing much until Adrian, well, Right around Adrian was born. Um, he was a... I, I like him now, but then I wanted to fucking wring his neck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you Like, I think it's really important to put in perspective, again, the age. Like, you guys are... You guys are very cordial now. Um, right. But at first, like, you have to... Everyone has to remember they were 22. And my parents had me at 16. So, like... There was just, it was very, there was a lot of immaturity going on, on top of having to deal with real life stuff like kids and 
co-parenting and it that's very very hard and I just think that like me growing up seeing it was an interesting perspective because it was not always easy it was definitely not always healthy but now seeing you guys be able to work through it and be at the point where you are now I think that was the lesson in it was being able to see you guys grow it means so much to me that you guys can coexist and like talk without fighting about your dad and I you, my dad, my mom, and my dad, just uh, both, all three of you guys co-parenting me. Like, it's really important to me that or it means a lot that you guys are at a good place now. Because right. it was not always like that at all. How would you describe our relationship back when we were younger? And then how would you describe it where we are now? Well, personally, I'm a baby. You know, I'm like a baby guy. You know, I love babies. Now oh, once yeah. they start talking and... You know, they're cute uh, too, but, you know, once they're actually able to, like, talk back and figure things out on their own, uh, I get, (laughs) it's frustrating. More specifically, like, our relationship when I was younger, through my teenage years, and then to where we are now. Well, I think it was, I mean, it was good, you know, I try to do things, you know, with each one of you kids, you know, to... Um, teach you, and you know, I kind of was trying to structure you in you know different ways because you know your personality is different than Aiden's personality, and Aiden's personality is different than Desiree's personality, and your personality is different than Desiree's personality. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to you know figure out you know who you guys are, you know, as kids, you know, because you kind of tend to learn from that, you know, um, so. I mean, I was kind of a little bit more hard on you, I think. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I was the easiest kid. <laughs> what? How would you describe my personality? And don't act like we're being recorded right now. Be honest how you would describe it, because I know how you would. Then? Both. Uh, then you're spunctuous, you know, spontaneous, you know. What does spunctuous mean? <laughs> Spunky. <laughs> yeah, take that one out. You're spunky. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> you were spunky. You know, you just do things to whim, you know, like give yourself a haircut. <laughs> Somehow managed to get gum in your hair. <laughs> well, and you were, you know, just a happy kid, I think. And now you're, I don't know. I'm, I'm As I'm getting older, you know, I like more quiet. And you're the op- you're the opposite of that. You talk just as much as I do, so don't be disrespectful. Yeah, but not as loud. You are just as loud as me. You no, are no. you need attention all the time. If even if someone's talking, you will talk over them. So th- you are the one who talks the most. That's only your mom. No, it's literally everyone. Okay, what else? It's on yeah. loud. Yeah, but you're fun. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. You're 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 definitely fast beat, and I'm more like, you know, more s- slow beat. Like I don't want to get up and move, type of beat. What do What do you mean? Give me an example, because I don't know what you're talking about now. Well, you're like, you know, come on, let's play a game right now. Come on, yeah, you guys always want to play games. What are you talking? About? Well, I know, but you're spunky. Oh my god. Okay, I'm spunky, guys. I'm spunky because I want to play games and I talk. You're the spunk one of the 
of the, the bunch. Describe in a couple words each person in our family, our immediate family. So you would describe yourself as more, more like, more like Hoffa, Al Capone, you know, the head of the, <laughs> the, head of the house, <laughs> the, the reserved. I'm, I'm reserved. talking about you. You're reserved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I say, I say what I, I say what I want. So you're not reserved. <laughs> so you're not. Oh. Well, if you put it in that way, maybe. <laughs> okay, mom. Mom, she's she's very smart and beautiful, but she has a a little splash of drama side on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before you get yourself in too much trouble, let's move on to Adrian. <laughs> Adrian's just, he's quiet. Yeah. He was probably like me as, well, preteen. You were like that? Say. You're quiet and introvert? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Desi. Desi is, I'm going to say in three words. Mm. Wanna be gangster. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is accurate. <laughs> and then Talia. I'm not trying to be mean, but a lack of words of like she's like all three you rolled into one. So she's like maybe, maybe she has like three multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> well she is a Gemini, so that we'll go with that. So back to describing our relationship when I was younger versus now. So like I don't remember too much from a young age. I remember like you, you guys always telling me that you guys would kiss and then I would cry and run to my room and I'd be upset. But aside from that, how was our relationship? Cause I don't remember too much when I was younger. Uh, I think it was, it was good. You know, as soon as we had Adrian, you know, you guys pretty much, you play with Adrian a lot. I would always but... pick him up when you guys were in the room. <laughs> I know. You... I would swing him around. <laughs> Thank God he's okay. <laughs> Right. You're just an average kid. And then when I became a teenager, describe that. And what our relationship was like. Because this is where things got a little tricky. Well, you're like an I angel, said. Uh, the best teenager. That okay. <laughs> yeah, like stealing earrings when I'm right next to you. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that because you, I have some a bone to pick with you. So... Okay, we're not judging, okay? Everyone has shoplifted a time or two in their life. I got caught with my parents once, and this was the worst day of my life. It was right before we were going to leave for nationals to go to Florida. All of The whole family was going, and we were at Sears. And it also happened to be before this thing my high school called MORP, which is prom backwards for, like, the freshmen and sophomores. So, like... The girls ask the guys, you get a short dress. Like, it's just, I don't, it's opposite of prom, whatever. And so we're at Sears and I was like, ooh, these earrings would look nice with my dress. And like, my parents just got done spending all this money on this trip for Florida. Um, they just got done buying me this beautiful dress for Morp. And, and I went to the jewelry section and I saw a pair that I liked and I stole them. Wouldn't do it now, but I was a stupid teen and I did it. And they let me walk out of the store. Everything was fine. They let me walk out of the store. So I'm thinking I got away with this scotch-free. We're walking towards the car. And all of a sudden they come on both sides. The, the like security Sears cops are like, ma'am, can we have our merchandise back? And I was like, no, 
no, no. And I turn around and my mom turns around and she gives me this look and I just knew I was done for her. I was like, this is the worst thing to ever happen to me. Like my stomach fell into my butt. I was so terrified. And they take us back into this little office and they're literally playing the film of me putting the earrings in my pocket. And then what did you say? No, you forget though that I was done with my gathering of stuff and what are you doing you're like where's mom and then i was looking at the earrings on the other side of the rack so i was right next to you when you put it in your purse bro (laughs) i don't remember that part (laughs) yeah you're like where's mom like she's still in the woman's section so did you catch on at that point no (laughs) not until they walked up i'm like you motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) what was your first thought before we got brought back into the office I don't know. I was checking my pockets. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, not me. <laughs> no, it annoyed me so much. Like, as soon as I didn't even try to hide it, when I got back to the office, I started bawling immediately. I got caught. Like, I was a really good kid. I didn't get into that much trouble. Like, I did definitely do some bad things, but I didn't get into that much trouble, especially like with the law. So I was so scared. I was terrified of my mom. Like, my mom is scary when she's mad. And you're so annoying. Like, they're going over what? and showing the tapes because, and I was like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't even know how you would know to steal that. Like, I've never stolen my whole life. And I was like, I remember sitting there like, you, mm, you're lying right now. Like, you've never shoplifted before. I never you said please. that. Yes, I you did. I re- I would say. No, you did say that. And I remember it. Ask mom. Because I remember, I was like, you're so, you're lying. You're literally lying right now. And you're like, I wouldn't even know how to put it in my pants like that. That's what you said. I was like, you're lying. Like, why are you lying to these mall cops? Like, you're trying to make yourself look better. I don't know what you're doing. But you did say that. And I remember it. It makes me mad to this day because you definitely have shoplifted before. Target. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back when I was Risa, still, I used to steal those multicolored strings that you make bracelets with. <laughs> I'd walk out with, like, two pockets full of them. Exactly. I'm going to go back to that Sears and show them this podcast. <laughs> By the way, it's Coles, not Sears. It was Sears. Sears. I was banned no. for a year. I think I would know. It's Coles. It was Sears. Coles. <laughs> okay. It was Sears, but okay. Okay, when I was a teenager. Well, I don't know. It's just you had your own opinions. I think right at that time was probably the beginning of teachers kind of implementing that teenagers have a voice i believe <laughs> we've always had voices no you didn't i've never <laughs> had a voice had a voice to get backhanded <laughs> there was no voice that's my true generation. no that is a big one because you've always mentioned that and i just was like for me i don't understand it because you guys didn't raise me that way like, i think that that's that structure of discipline kind of I mean, some practice it to this day, maybe. With us, anyways, it kind of, you know, want to stop that trend of, I don't know. I mean, as young, you know, little, you know, I whacked you in the ass, Adrian. Mm-hmm. And Desiree, I just have to even threaten it. And she starts crying. So <laughs> she was yeah. a different, she was a different breed of child. Back then, you know, we say something back, you know, even just talking back, it was... Probably a wooden spoon in the mouth. or Yeah, that's wild. I cannot believe that, like, 
I'm so thankful y'all did not do that because I cannot believe that's real. Like, I can't believe that's right. the, used to be normal. Yeah, I remember kindergarten, my parents, you know, going to orientation. We were in Minneapolis, North, at uh, Olsen Elementary. And I remember it because the principal showed me he had a freaking yardstick, like quarter-inch yardstick that my parents signed him permission to spank me if I got out of line with it. I think what? it stopped probably shortly a couple years after that, but I never got hit with it. But Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is a different time. Different time. Right. Even like in fourth grade when we went to Hosterman, they had a dunce box. Kind of like for bad kids. Yeah, like and a I was, naughty chair? Kind of, yeah, but it was in like a box and you can kind of see the class. It's facing the class I, and there's a desk in there and I got put in because i was pretty much a class clown back then the way you could discipline me was different so how did that affect you or affect our relationship growing up though like was i was i bad did i as you, i talked back a no, lot or what were you trying to say you weren't bad it's just you like to voice your opinion and you stuck to it and you're the same way now i mean it's your opinion you're i mean your mom's the same way too but <laughs> But I think, you know, you're probably the first teenager, you know, growing up that I've dealt with, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure that out and not get annoyed and which, you know, I get annoyed fast sometimes. And what would I do, though, that would annoy you? It's all stupid stuff, you know. Just yeah. you do something stupid and I'd yell at you or say that's not how you're supposed to act type of thing. Did you ever feel weird about, like, disciplining me because you weren't, like, my dad, dad? No. That's no. That's good. <laughs> I feel like no, mom think... did most of it, though. Yeah. I mean, I I think I, right off the bat, you know, when me and mom started dating, and I had the mindset that I was raising you right at that mm-hmm. moment, pretty much. I mean, you know, it was a little rocky. Okay, now how would you describe where we are now? I think we're good now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, that, you know, the way I brought you and, you know, kind of reflects the way you're living your life now. So I think for me, I remember like, obviously, the most I can remember back really is like from middle school to my teenage years. And that was really rough because how you are, you're a jokester and you would always make fun of me. Do you know how much you would bully me? <laughs> like some of the things you say still stick with me. Like when you would call me pizza face or pretend to read Braille off my forehead. <laughs> you know how traumatizing that is as a kid, as a teenager. <laughs> but like you would also do lots of pranks. The two doll ones are pretty good. She was at uh, gymnastics. I seen this like, I don't know if it was like porcelain doll or something. Yes, yeah, so scary. Sitting in her the locker room. Because you had to, like, walk through the locker room to go to the gymnasium or whatever. So um, I was like, told Beth, like, watch this. And then <laughs> she's like, what? I'm like, just watch. All of a sudden, Liana's done practicing. All of a sudden, five seconds later, big scream. <laughs> I put the doll in her locker. <laughs> 
everyone was in on it and I'm just walking out from practice tired because it's gymnastics and gymnastics is hard. And I'm walking out to my locker, but like, thank God I got to go home, eat, not thinking anything of it. And I just, I, I was new when you were just sitting there quiet, something was up, something was up. So I go to that locker and yeah, that scared me because I was afraid of those dolls, but that's not where it ends. You still nope. continue to use that doll to so torment my mom, me. My mom had, a, that wasn't the same doll. My yes, mom it had was. A box, oh. Know? That was someone else. My mom had a box of her stuff. She had, you know, that box had porcelain dolls. So you were out. I don't know if you were at high something in high school or practice or out with one of your friends or something. So I took a doll out of my mom's box. I hate porcelain dolls too. They creep me out. Hmm. But Interesting. I uh, <clears throat> went in your room, stuck it, stood it up, unplugged your lamp because apparently that the, that house the only source light source was a lamp didn't have an overhead whatever but yeah but it so worked with the it. switch yeah so she got liana got home and she's like goes up to her room dad my light's not working i go did you plug it in and she plugged it in <laughs> three seconds later she screams so freaking <laughs> that one was really scary <laughs> That one was scary because, so what he's saying is that, like, the switch, there was no overhead light, but, like, the top outlet is connected to the light switch. So I would plug my lamp into the top one so my switch would turn it on and off. Well, he knew what he was doing. He planted that doll in there, unplugged my lamp, so when I went to turn the switch on, it wasn't working, so I had to go plug it in. And while I'm plugging it in, I turn, and then there's this doll sitting there, and it's already scary. I'm scared of the dark. I'm a chicken, if you don't know it already. Like, I'm a baby about everything so that really scared and i'm always like peeking over one shoulder when i'm around you but the look on your friend what's her your friend's name chanel <laughs> chanel <laughs> the, they were out in the in our uh family room and uh watching a movie i snuck out and uh i had this skull mass you pump it and blood comes trickling <laughs> down his face it was like scream yeah so the tv was kind of facing the big window and uh i stood behind there it, it took them a good i was probably out there for a good probably five minutes before they even freaking noticed me <laughs> i'm sitting there pumping my face for five minutes and yeah you, we're not even friend, looking at you and it, you know it, her friend <laughs> the, the look on her face was price it wasn't it was like i don't know if anyone's got scared before but one of those silent scares where her face and her hands just go up, but it's nothing comes terror. out. Terror. It was terror. <laughs> or the time you were in your room and I snuck out and grabbed this the man, ladder. Listen, he goes to the extent to like bully me and prank me and my friends. So we're on the second floor of our house, literally watching movies, having a scary movie day. My dad went to the extent to get a ladder. Get a ladder, put it up to the window, climb up with that same mask and scare us. He was knocking on the window like we would have never expected that. Like I think my heart stopped that day. Yeah, I think I, I get the shenanigans probably from my grandpa. Okay, but I'm hyper and I'm like you're the same way. See, I hope you guys are connecting the pieces here because this man wanted to come on here and lie. I have fun, but I you know I have my times where I'm more reserved and quiet growing up yeah we had our issues because i just i was a teenager you i don't know i think it was hard because like when i was younger i didn't have like i 
have a great relationship with both of you guys, but like my other, my real dad, I was like, I don't like real dad. My biological dad, he, I only saw him every, like every other weekend. And then even when I got older, it just was weird. Um, and so I just felt like I never really had like, uh, like the, the hallmark dad relationship. You know what I mean? Cause like me and you, we would fight when I was younger, we would always fight and we would argue like, no matter what, you would always be there for me. You'd go to, you wouldn't miss one cheer competition. You wouldn't miss one teacher conference. Like you were always present in my life, but our relationship wasn't always like button heads. Yeah. We were butting heads, but like nothing bad. Like it was just butting heads about stuff and I was being sensitive and you would pick on me and you wouldn't stop. Like, honestly, that's just kind of what it was, but that wasn't you being like mean. It was you just like, I think that's just how you thought you had to like, connect with teenagers and I was just probably being sensitive and being annoying so like it just wasn't it wasn't connecting well but I at the end of the day I knew I could always rely on you like that was never a question but your ass driving from freaking St. Francis all over the damn freaking Golden Valley yeah like every day not every day but a lot every day not every day I didn't have practice every day like we lived in all the way in St. Francis and I had cheer in the cities and if you know if you know Minnesota that's a 45 minute drive right hour an hour hour drive one way and like my mom would work in golden valley so she would drive from saint francis an hour to work drive back to saint francis to pick me up for cheer practice drive back to the city and then back again like it was insane i don't know why you guys did that but i appreciate it i really do appreciate it but yeah so like there's all these things now looking back like i see how much you did for me i just didn't see it in the moment because i was selfish young didn't know know any better in high school I feel like it got really bad I was like doing my own thing but I just felt like anytime I would ask you like for a ride to work it was like pulling teeth and you'd always be so grumpy about it and then I would have an attitude about it and oh well yeah I remember that (laughs) it was just like always those things or if I would ask you for anything it was always like like it was just the end of the world so then I just never wanted to talk to you because I always felt like you were grumpy but then when I got out of the house and like I went to college I think that's when our relationship got really really good because absent makes the heart grow fonder and I just think we need to time apart (laughs) because then like I I actually thought you were funny like when you'd pick on me and stuff I thought that was funny um whereas when I lived with you it was really annoying and like so when I would get home or when I was away at school I would miss that like I would miss always laughing because you are funny I hate to admit it, but you are pretty funny. Um, and I just like when we'd come home, it would just we wouldn't fight. We would just have fun. So I think our relationship grew from there. Yeah. And like you said, now like when I well, came it's a lot home, of frustration. You know, you got you. That's you know not you per se. Just you know, you got a teenager, and then you got you know Adrian that's following you right behind, and then you got Desiree. You know, all different type of things mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. And I, but now, like, at the time, I was so selfish. I was a teenager. I wasn't thinking about anybody else besides myself. I was thinking about how your actions affected me. I didn't think about my role and, like, the conflict that we were having or what else was going on in the, in the house or, like, you having, now that I'm an adult and I see how, like, working and, like, say I didn't do my chores, like, a lot of time it was you having to, like, be like, why didn't you do the dishes, you know, and I'd get annoying with you. Now that I work, I feel so terrible that I wouldn't do my chores for you guys. Like, like it's so annoying that you guys work 40 hours plus a week, then take care of us, and just to yell at us and be like, 
to get us to do the two things that you asked us to do. Like, I understand why you guys would be mad and like get frustrated with us, but I didn't understand that at the time. I was like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I don't change. We're still dealing with it with two others. I know it's because they don't have to pay their own stuff yet. Like once you move out and you actually have to do that work hard and keep up with your own place, it it puts it into perspective. So I understand now and I feel like a real big dick. I'm so sorry about that. I have that on record. Now you can, I said, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> what tips do you have for people who are considering getting in a relationship with someone who has kids i mean it's a group of things you know you're you know trying to figure your relationship out you know because the worst thing is you know have a have a kid looking out because that's what the kid is you know meeting someone whether it's a woman or a man whatever, um, whatever the situation is, the kid is going to be always looking out. So what you don't want is, you know, the kid to, you know, to look at, you know, the mom or dad or whoever as having relationships come and go, you know, that's what you really don't want. Um, so, you know, you gotta be patient, you know, cause it's not, you know, it's takes a while I just got lucky, you know, Liana didn't like me at first, but (laughs) I think after she found out her mom was pregnant with Adrian, you know, kind of tapered off a little bit. She got more excited about being a bigger sister, but yeah, you got to stick with it. You got to be patient and things will grow from that. Patience is a virtue, what I've always quite learned the hard way growing up so did you ever think about how you would treat me compared to adrian and desiree no 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 i know i had probably like i said earlier in this interview or conversation (laughs) there you go (laughs) is that you know i had uh you know i had you know a different relationship with all three of you you know and which, you know, younger, you probably looked at it, you know, like, oh, you know, like Adrian would say, oh, I'm babying Desiree more or, you know, type thing. Because you do. Was, no. You do. It was just. We no. know she's your favorite. It's fine. Molly's my favorite. <laughs> right now, but. Exactly right. No, I mean, no, it wasn't that it was favorites is, you know, like with Adrian, you know, I didn't want to. I was trying to break that cycle of what I went through growing up. Yeah. You know, you know my, my my upbringing, you know, at first it's like your typical family, you know, your typical suburban family or whatever. But, you know, after third grade, you know, that's when it tra- changed dramat- dramatically. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to kind of camp that, but I found myself probably you know kind of taking care of you guys those things kind of trickling in Mm -hmm. the way I raised you you know what I mean but like what like the way I raised Adrian you know I was a little bit more strict on him Mm -hmm. I mean you know but I kind of conversated with him now about it he's like well now I kind of get it you know like you say you kind of get it um, you know, how 
he looks at things differently, you know. So, you know, and, you know, Desiree, she was, what's the lack of words that you youngsters say? She was more into her feelings then. <laughs> In her feelings. <laughs> into her feelings. <laughs> you tried. Okay, for effort. <laughs> so she was, even though, you know, you know, you were, spunky and spontaneous and energetic and you know you're you know you knew you had the life by the cojones i didn't desiree you know i mean you wouldn't know that term of word back then but i'm just saying <laughs> uh, desiree is more the she was real sensitive growing up or a baby even you know like when she was learning to walk and she'd get into something and i'd be like i'll give you spanking she would cry her ass off <laughs> like i was spanking her and i didn't even lay a hand on her yep you know? yep <laughs> yeah so, she was sensitive she she was it was a gentle soul so i would say me kind of migrating towards that you guys might have seen it was babying her but it yeah. was more it was more trying to you know, cope with the way she is. Yeah. And now she's, you know, now she's 18 and she's somewhat still the same way. Growing up, like, I saw, I think, uh, I was jealous of your relationship with Desi because you were so, like, nice to her. You know what I mean? Like, and I felt like with me, you're always joking around or, like, calling me hypers like that like we had our own relationship growing up and i appreciate yeah. that now because my dad wasn't like that with me either like you and my right. dad neither of you were like that gentle dad or that like caring like dad you guys were always supportive you guys were always there for me but i never had that like father figure that was talking to me and giving me advice like i just didn't have that until i'm older now now i can talk to you guys about that and i feel more comfortable coming to both of you but when i was younger i didn't have that and it was that was hard i think i looked at you and desi and i was very jealous of that and i think i maybe held that as resentment towards right. you and i didn't even realize i was doing that until like recently when i've been trying to like do the work and unpack that but yeah i definitely i i think growing up i did i did hold some resentment and i didn't realize i was yeah, it probably, that's probably like one of those moments I talked about. Did that like affect you where you weren't able to show like that emotion to us when you were raising us or like make that connection with us because you kind of didn't have that? Pretty much. I was trying to find it. So. Mm -hmm. so I think probably back then you guys were looking at it a certain way and I was trying to find it that way. Maybe. You were trying to teach yourself how to be that without having right. it yourself. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right. I mean, raising you, I mean, it was, <clears throat> it was no different. You know, it's just, I mean, I could probably say there's probably little difference, you know, you know, a guy having his first daughter and, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. But, you know, as far as raising and the love, you know, it was, wasn't different. Knowing, like, now what you know now would you go back and do anything differently yeah probably i'd probably you know be less strict than adrian probably mm -hmm. i mean now that he says he sees why you know and he he's grateful that i gave him that because he kind of he sees what he has to do in life to become a better person from it but mm -hmm. 
Oh, I probably was a little mean. I don't know. Like I said, that that reflects from my childhood too. So that's what I was trying to stop. Maybe less baby Desiree. <laughs> so nothing with me. No, I wouldn't pretend I'm reading Braille off your forehead. Nothing. Nothing at all. No, because I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I didn't do that to mean to hurt you in any way. That's just my comedic way of saying I love you. Oh, that was your reading. I love you off my forehead was what you're doing. Right. All oh, right, 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 right. What is it? Yeah. Do you remember when I first called you dad? No, I don't. Well, that. <laughs> I don't remember when the two kids called me dad. <laughs> well, I remember it was a big deal for me. One because I obviously have my dad, and I I was a I was really worried that I was going to upset him by calling somebody else dad as well. I remember it was this huge conflict I was going over in my head um, at a young age. And I didn't call you dad until after you and my mom got married, which was in 2005. It was that late. Didn't you guys? Yeah, Yeah, I didn't call. I don't think I called you dad until after you guys got married. I'm pretty sure. And I remember I was talking to mom about that because I was so nervous. I didn't know how to do it. Like, I literally, this was such a big deal in my head. I would talk to mom. I was like, do you think he would think it's weird if I called him dad? And mom's like, no, he would love it. Like, she was always encouraging it. But I felt so weird because also, like, we our relationship was always, like, making fun of and, like, f- like joking around and stuff. So, like I said, we never really had that, like, emotional connection. So I was, like, really scared to call you that on top of, like, being afraid because of my dad and so I remember one day I did it and I was so scared I just said it quickly and you didn't say anything about it you just acted normal and then from then I just started saying it more and more and now like yeah. it's normal to me I don't even think of it anything else like you're my dad that's that's how it is but I always have to catch myself because when I'm like telling stories to friends they're like which one <laughs> I'm like oh yeah because in my head it's just normal um right. but yeah that's well, never mind. I guess you don't remember it. I guess it wasn't a big moment in your life, anyways. I figured you did. You know, you should have did it earlier, fucker. <laughs> now I'm at the the ripe age of 26. What advice do you have for me? Well, I'd say take it slow, but it's obviously through your Snapchats and everything else that you're not. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> take it slow. Take what slow? Obviously, life. you know. You got to enjoy life. How am I, what, How would I be doing it differently? Well, I don't know. You asked my opinion. Okay, I said, I'm asking you to expand because you brought up my Snapchat. And because I live such a fast life that, you know, when I look back at it, you know, it's, I don't remember a lot of it. I lived it so fast. So I'm saying slow it down and then you'll enjoy, you know. When you look back on it, you'll remember it more. What does my Snapchat have to do with it, though? Because you're always taking shots on Snapchat. <laughs> okay, that was... I have not, <laughs> I don't even drink like that anymore. I haven't been drinking oh. on my Snapchat in... It's been a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but you're young still. Oh, so yeah, it was for I, Taylor's birthday. I, yeah. I, I forget that. Do you ever get scared watching my Snap story? No. No, I get more scared because the area, you know, but I mean, you live in a good area, but you never know. Yeah. You know, you know me, you know, you're in Mexico. I'm texting you every damn 
<laughs> texting you every damn night saying, be careful. You know, watch your drinks. Yeah. Between you and yeah. mom, yes. So, I mean, we're you know, as a parent, you never worry. stop worrying about your kids. Even after they're out of the house, you know, just don't stop. It's always there. Yeah. That's why I'm pushing off having kids for a while. Sorry. <laughs> Most of my gray hairs are probably you kids and your mom. Not age. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because of us. <laughs> so what is life out there without your parents? It's really hard because I love you guys. Like if I lived in Minneapolis, I'd be over for dinner at least once a week, minimum. And right. I, I think family is really important. And so that is really hard not being able to see you guys or like come home as much as I would like to with just like how busy I am. Like I do miss you guys. Cause I like just hanging out and watching movies together. Like that. I like that kind of stuff. Like I know we, when we, when I come home, it's like more of like kind of an event because I'm not home very often. So we always pack our schedule so busy, but like, I love when we just hang out and play games. Like when I was home for COVID over quarantine, like, even though that was really hard and we had a lot of fights because we were stuck in closed quarters. Like that was also some of my favorite memories because we were all together and I love, like I miss you guys a lot and family really is everything. And I feel very fortunate to have a family that I actually get along with and want to spend time with. Like we, you guys did a really good job, like push, putting the importance of family on us and like having family night and game night. Like we always did that growing up. And I, I appreciate that. Good. I don't think we've ever had that. I mean, mine was pretty much non-existent. So, but I knew off the bat, you know, I wanted a family. So mm-hmm. that's why I, me and your mom started dating. It was never an issue. It wasn't, it wasn't even a second guess. I mean, your mom made a second guess our relationship. <laughs> I never did, though. She had a kid. You know, that's what I was going with. Cute. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, And even before that, I just appreciate you being in my life. Like, I really, I know when I was younger, it wasn't the easiest to deal with. (laughs) It wasn't the easiest to deal with. But I am so thankful for everything that you've done for me and every all the support that you've shown me. I'm not going to cry. Not on this one. Um, and just like the fact that you never missed a cheer competition. I, I That sounds so silly, but that's, I can't say that for everyone, you know, and you didn't. Yeah. And Put it this way. Dedication, every fucking cheer practice, mm-hmm. every fucking aluminum fucking seat that hurt your ass for fucking hours. <laughs> All for two <laughs> minutes on to watch me perform for two minutes. Right. Um, and just even... Even when we weren't on like the best of terms and we'd fight, I always could rely on you. I could always count on you. I always knew you would do whatever you could to protect me, to support me, to provide for me. Like I know those things and I feel very, very fortunate and lucky that I had not one dad but two great dads. And I love right. you so much and I'm so thankful for you and I'm really lucky to have you. So thank you. Well, thank you, Dad, for coming on. Again, this will not be the last time you're on here. So thank you. Any last words? No, I love you. Love you. Zuby, stop it. I don't know if I don't sound too much of a nerd. No, you sound good.